Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the podcast that explores the world within and out. And thank you for subscribing to Traveling Inside Out on any podcast platform you feel like. And if you could rate it on Apple Podcasts, that would really help me a lot. Thank you. Happy first day of spring or beer day. <laughs> yes, today I'm going to talk about the meaning of March 1st, 1st of March. In the two countries that I've lived the most in is Romania and Iceland. I, I keep thinking if I can do them like uh, step by step to compare, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Um, so I do have to say that in Iceland today is celebrated Beer Day, while in Romania we are celebrating Mercy Shore, uh, which also it used to mean the first day of spring. I'm saying it used to mean because now, I mean, back in the day when I was a kid, uh, we used to have four seasons. <laughs> uh, nowadays, it's just a march of a season. So it's, it's yeah, clearly March doesn't necessarily represent spring anymore. Um, so this is why I said that. But symbolically speaking, 1st of March, it still, uh, yeah, it, sti it still means first day of spring. Um, okay. So, I want to start by uh, talking first about Beer Day in Iceland. First, because I don't know, uh, I don't have so much background with it to begin with. Uh, and I do want to talk more about, of course, about the Romanian holiday. So, what I know about Beer Day is that um, it came after 740 years of prohibition of beer. And how that came about, as far as I understood, somewhere in 1908, there was a nationwide referendum in which uh, all the alcoholic drinks were banned. Um, but it didn't last long. So like 10 years later, red wine was accepted again. And then uh, later in the 30s, the, the spirits were, were also... Uh, reintroduced basically into the market. The reasoning of still keeping beer as um, not being accepted was the fact that young people would be um, more interested in, would be like more tempted to drink beer. And so they were trying not to make young people drink. Uh, so this is why it kept being banned. But as uh, later in the century, in the 70s, traveling started to be um, starting to be more and more uh, acceptable. Icelanders started to drink beer abroad. And so there was a real demand. Uh, in increasing in, like, there was an increase of demand in beer. So this is why in, um, on March 1st, 1989, was when the beer officially started to be allowed again to be have in this country. Um, yes, I forgot to say that there was a referendum in 1908, but it came into an effect on January 1st, 1915. 
the the band that I was talking about. So just so you know, in case that you were making the calculation, it's 75, uh, 74 years. Um, it's still <laughs> what I was saying. Uh, okay. So how I've learned about this it was in my first year in Iceland. So I arrived in Iceland in 2015 in July, end of July. And then, of course, in 2016, it was uh, March 1st. And my project, so I was a volunteer. My project was ending at the end of, of mid-March. I was also about to be 30, same in March. And... I was just coming after uh, breaking, like after a relationship that didn't work out. Um, so I was like really almost nowhere. So I remember that there was this beer day and I was like, wait, what's, would you, wait, what? And then little by little, I found out like, wait, beer was not allowed in this country? Like what? Until 18, 1989, which for who doesn't know that, December 1989 is when Romania had the revolution. So soon after, um, we started being a democratic country and not a communist country anymore. So for me, everything was like, wait, you didn't have beer? And like, I, I was so confused like in my brain because, I mean, especially when you think about the Viking country, <laughs> they didn't have like the beer was not allowed. And I really, and this is what's so funny. I really thought that people are joking. Like when they were telling me, oh, by the way, guess what? And I'm like, what? Well, yeah, guess what? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so this was not uh, allowed. I was like, yeah, that's a joke. Come on. Like, nah, that's not a thing. So, of course, um, nowadays, it's, uh, I mean, nowadays it's celebrated by a pub crawl, but we need to remember that we still live in uh, COVID times. However, I do have to say that after uh, the bars not being open for like, I think around four months, I don't know because I left Iceland for like two months, right? So I don't know, I don't remember exactly when, it, uh, when they were closed because of COVID. They were reopened last week or like a week and a half ago. And I'm thinking now that maybe this is one of the reasons because the beer day appears and there's a lot of like pub crawls that you can do. It used to be a huge thing for tourists as well. Um, I don't remember if last year it was celebrated or not because I, uh, we actually got the first COVID case was, in, was on the 28th of February. So I don't think it was that bad. So probably last year it was celebrated. And it's amazing that uh, basically this holiday didn't wasn't canceled like the rest of the holidays, uh, let's say. I don't even know if I can, can call it a holiday, but yeah. And I also know that there's a place in the north of the country where you can go for a beer spa in which you are actually going to sit in beer for like 25 minutes. It's a whole thing. If you are interested in it, I don't want to make, I mean, they are not a sponsor. I don't have no sponsors to this podcast. So if you are interested, you can do your own research. Somewhere in the north of Iceland, you can go for a beer spa. So you can Google that. And if you think the price is worth it, you can go ahead and, and do that. Um, so yes, it was very, very 
interesting to me to find out about this holiday in Iceland, especially since 1st of March is one of my, like my second favorite holidays that we celebrate in Romania. First one for me being Christmas and the second one, it's actually this 1st of March. Okay, so I have to tell you that I've actually, during my university years, I actually went to, the, to a museum and I talked with an um, ethnographer about the beginnings or like what we know of about this holiday, where it's coming from and so on. And he told me a few things that back then I didn't know and they, that information remained with me throughout the years. Uh, but I have to say that I was just Googling and I was like, let me see what can you find in English about this holiday. So then I just went to Wikipedia, right? Like what something does. And I found some new things and I'm like, is this a real thing? <laughs> like I didn't know this, I'm not going to lie. So let's start with the beginning. What does it uh, re represent? Because I said that it rep also represents the first day of March, but Wikipedia is contradicting me, telling me that in Roman times, like in ancient Rome, first of March was considered the New Year's Eve, like the first day of the new year, which I'm like, uh, excuse me, what? What happened? <laughs> and they were actually celebrating uh, God of Mars, which is known as the God of War, but also agricultural. So the new year was starting when, agriculturally speaking, it was a new year because you start plowing the land and they preparing for the seeding and all that, right? So I didn't know that. What I did know is, first and foremost, this holiday is still celebrated today in Romania, but of course it changed extremely uh, since the old days. Um, there are also people who are saying that this is not, it's even older than the Roman uh, times. It's even from uh, the ancestors that were before the Romans came and conquered uh, the country. So who knows which one is the truth? The point is, what I know is that there is a st string, a red and white string. And back in the day, it used to be offered together with a silver coin because at the time, a silver coin was something very important. You were supposed to keep that silver coin around your wrist for the month of March or until the first tree would blossom. And when the first tree would blossom, you would take the said string and you would knot it on a fruit. Oh, yeah, it was important to be a fruit tree. Uh, so you make a knot, you would say a small incantation or like a small poem or something like that. And this was supposed to represent that you are protected. And this is why it's so interesting. You are protected by the sun and it's going to be a good agricultural year. Now, these were usually something that would be offered to young people or to females. Nowadays, it was said, uh, as I was growing up, I knew that um, when it's a leap year, it's reversed. So that's when female has to give it to male. 
But throughout my life, I knew that man needs to give this to women as a small token of gratitude of the female, blah, blah, blah. This is what I knew. Um, But then what was interesting about skipping away from the sun, and this is what actually the ethnographer told me, was the fact that back in the day, having a white skin that was not touched by the sun, like you wouldn't get a tan. Um, I mean, again, in Romania at the time, there was just white people, so don't make this a racist thing, please. But at the time, it was considered that you are more beautiful if you haven't been touched by the sun. It Now, thinking about it, it's probably because, and I, I'm just... Like, I'm just saying, I don't know if it's the truth or not, but maybe because the people who will be touched by the sun would be the um, peasants who would work the land. So only the high class would be able to keep away from the sun. Um, but yeah, it was considered that if you are wearing this, you are going to be protected to not, be, to not get burned by the sun. Um, another interesting thing is that I, I think I, I love this so much because it was, of course, it was a bit of a contest as well. In school, the girl who gets more of these little tokens of appreciation. Um, so when I was growing up, the, cha- the meaning changed from this all agricultural meaning that has, was attached to it to something that is supposed to just bring you luck. So the majority of the time, the token from the silver coin that didn't mean anything, and we didn't have silver coins when I was growing up, was literally the things that, in general, superstition-wise, is said that is bringing you luck. So it'd be like a horseshoe, or like a four-leaf clove, or like universal things that people think that that brings luck, or would be flowers, like little flowers, souvenirs that would again the string is the thing that makes the difference between a regular token and mercy shore um, and usually we would not put it around our um, uh, wrist anymore but we would just put it um, like a brush in our like on if you want to have it on your coat or on whatever you're wearing um, so yes you would totally have that like that. Of course, throughout the years, some of them became very precious. So some of them became legit jewelry that you can buy, which I mean, sure, why not? I did tell you the story about my first job, which was to actually sell this Mercy Shore. Um, So um, of course, if you want, you can uh, go back and listen to that um, um, episode. But I do have to say that later in life, even later in life, I didn't um, get anymore because I wasn't working or like I didn't, I wasn't in school and I wasn't in a specific group or something like that. So I didn't, I didn't get any anymore. So what I would do, I would just take the string and put it around my wrist in such a way that I have to say, up until I went back and moved to Romania, so for like four years, 
I had that. So I had it uh, in March, basically, uh, in 2015, around my wrist. And I would usually cut it out. So I, I used to do that for a few years before leaving Romania. I would just put it on 1st of March, and then I would cut it out. And when I would see a blossom tree, I would put it in the tree. I didn't know what incantations to, to say, so I wouldn't say anything. But I would just put it there. After I left Romania, uh, moving to Iceland, as I was saying, I decided that I want to do that for myself. So I literally took, I knew that I would be in Romania in March. So I literally took a string like that from back home. And when March came, I've done that. And then I realized that I don't want to cut it out. And it's, it started in the, the most silliest way. The reason why I decided not to cut it out was the fact that I was in Iceland for March and April, and there was nothing blossoming because that's how it is. And then end of April, I went to Romania, and everything was already blossomed, and they were like there was already the leaves were already coming out. So I was like, okay, so I missed the actual blooming of a tree. I didn't see that, so I was like, I'm gonna keep this. So little by little, in time. I made that as the symbol whenever I'm outside of Romania to have something to always keep me grounded to my Romanian roots. And if you have followed me on social media, um, you will see in the majority of the pictures, if you can see my hand, you can see the wrist. I do have that string uh, attached to my hand because I decided after that to have it for years. So at some point, one of them like got really because I wouldn't take it off at all, like at all. So in time, because of taking showers and so on, it got kind of like wonky. So I took it off, but then I put exactly another one. And I have to admit that I'm recording this uh, one day before, but I've decide, I decided that I want to do this again. I, I realized that it doesn't make sense, the Romanian roots thingy, when I, le I was living in Romania, and I was like, well, I live in Romania right now. So uh, what's the point of me having this outside of March? So I took it off, and I haven't worried ever since then. But now, because I'm again outside of Romania, and because last year there were so many things happening, I didn't even register, like I didn't think about it at all. But now, because I'm more grounded and I'm again been far away from Romania for a while now, I mean, it's been a year <laughs> since I've been in Romania, um, I decided that I want to do this once again. And I think this is very important to, to take, like the, if it's one thing that I want you to, to be left with after this episode is to think about the holidays that you are celebrating in your country or in your culture and how are you personalizing those celebrations to your own life, to your own perspective, to your own um, surrounding, basically. I would really be interested in knowing if you do anything like this. And if you do, you know how to get in touch with me. Um, so yes, happy beer day, Iceland. I'm not gonna have a beer though. You can get upset. I'm not gonna have a beer though. <laughs> or maybe I will, who knows? Uh, and happy, I th there's not actually a saying, I think. Maybe you can just say like happy, 
spring day, like first day of spring for Romanians. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can do so by emailing to alinaswonders at gmail.com. Until next time, follow your dreams and stay true to yourself. <laughs>